Kelly is our house. Welcome to this episode 169. I'm here with David and Lewis. Hey, hey. What's up, guys? And this is Bobby for another week of Galaxy Talk. So, we're back, and we came back from a Pavone debut, but maybe it wasn't all sunshine in the D.C. state. <laughs> it was humid. I know that. <laughs> it was very yep. humid. Yep, yep. I didn't, I didn't, um, know, that. I didn't know that. You know, you know what's, what, what's funny? Well, first of all, I'm exhausted. But what's funny is um, a lot of Galaxy fans get very um, defensive uh, whenever like a media person has the slightest inkling of favoring, you know, somebody other than the galaxy or insinuating the galaxy or, you know, bending the rules or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and I've always felt like it's people are overreacting. I'm like, okay, come on. Like look at it from a neutral perspective, you know, trying to, trying to kind of like see where things are. But I gotta say, man, lately, I'm really feeling it. I'm really feeling like, damn, people are right. Like, there's a lot of people that are just annoyingly against the Galaxy. I was listening to – I was watching the game. I was watching on Fox Sports, and Lalas was on the call. And boy, boy, oh boy, was he, like, extra annoying this week. Um, <laughs> last week it was Taylor – last week it was Taylor Twelman that was – or a couple of weeks ago it was Taylor Twelman. I think it was uh, was it for the LAFC game where he was like every Twelman's call. Been on, Twelman's been on Galaxy for the last like months. Every 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 time I hear him commentating, even on other games, he brings up the yeah. Galaxy and he 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 he's well, I mean play, right? he 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 gives yeah he gives him a lot of shit for sure. Yeah. But I'm yeah. not one to say he's wrong. There was it was there was one particular thing where like. I think it was the the LAFC game where Twelman, where I think it was a third goal that Zlatan scored, um, and Twelman's like, "Well, I want to see where the offside is on that play." And there's a player like almost at the corner flag. It's like, dude, there's no way that guy's offside. Um, there's a player way over on the corner flag. Like, I'm pretty sure he's on by like several yards. And and even though they have trained eyes, I saw it and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? That's what, that's what I was about to tell you. I'm like, yeah, I'm not sure if they have trained eyes. There's so many times I hear commentators talking about something that did not happen on the, on the pitch. And then they have to see the replay two times to actually say what, see what I saw in the first. Instance. Right. So uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really put it on saying that they have the most amazing trained eyes. They should, but I see too many, too many falter and too often. No, I, I find it. Uh, kind of ironic because most people relish at least from what i'm hearing i know i do i relish being the villain of mls people hate us because we're the best or we were always the best they wanted us they wanted to push us down they didn't want us to win another cup they didn't want us to bend the rules even though said rules paved the way for your darlings of today and i always relished all the hate that came towards the galaxy. I find it odd that people cry about it. I don't understand why people cry about it when they you know find that odd. You find that odd? Well, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, for, are, people, people are crybabies, man. People are. Bitches. I, I, I feel that there really isn't a reason to be. Maybe we are still 
hurting from the past two seasons. Maybe we are hurting from this season where we probably feel we should be doing better. Maybe we're scared and this is our defense mechanism well, that's the thing. We going up be because, better. yeah, I mean, we should be. And maybe this is a subconscious way of kind of letting that out that, hey, we're kind of scared that we may not make the playoffs. We're scared that of how this team is going, even though we expect a significantly better. We got a world-class GM. We got a, uh, a, well, a good is- coach. We got world-class players. And yeah. so when you kind of blurt out and cry about certain things when some may be legitimate, others just just laugh at it, man. And just, just laugh yeah. and say, this is where we want to be. This is yeah. how we want people to feel about us. I know I want it. Mm. Yeah, well, I... I- I'm indifferent in that, actually. Like, people can see us as a villain and people can see us as a hero. I'm, I'm fine with either or. But, I mean, I think where we are now is what we've been talking about the entire season, is that our performance has never been good enough. Um, and we've been very lucky that we were in the standings that we were and getting the wins that we were. Um, and yeah, now but our luck now, ran out. And Exactly. And now it's biting us in the ass. And, you know, like, just because we have good signings doesn't mean it's all going to pan out right away. Um, so like, you know, like, like this past game, you know, uh, I, there's not too many players that I can get really on top of. I thought Zlatan was very subpar. Um, he did have great uh, opportunities, but he was a lot of them. Yeah. A lot. He had great opportunities, but he was very subpar this past game. And, and for, for a player to be, to, to boast so much, um, that was, that was that was really disappointing for me this game. Uh, but, you know, I mean, we're going to continue talking about the rest of the game. But again, but I'm just but what I'm trying to summarize is that, you know, it's here. You know, the, the snake bit us. We're here. And now we are playing against teams that has actually grown uh, this past season. And it's we can't rely on that luck of hopefully getting squeaking and, and getting that win. So, so David, let me ask you this. Uh, since you're the one who brought it up, what particular incident are you talking about? That, uh, or who are you talking about when you're when talking I'm about? I'm talking about I'm talking about Alexi Lalas in this particular thing, and it's not one specific th- incident. I think um, I also think that Lalas is very hurt by Zlatan's comments that happened in the week before uh, when he called the system is shit. When he said system is shit. Um, but I also think that in general, there's been there's there's just seemed to be a little bit of nastiness when people talk about the galaxy. Now, there seems to be like a little bit of extra hatred toward that's, the galaxy. That, and and as you said, like that's the 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 but that's the villain part of it. What's the example? I understand of the that. I understand that. Though. I don't now. I now that you're putting me on the spot, I can't give you a specific I mean, thing. It's just the tone. Criti- it's just well, the tone. Criticism. No, no, no. It's well, just I mean, the like, like not like, giving the I, galaxy players like the benefit of the doubt. Oh well, I don't know about when that. it comes like, to like I, no, no, no. I, when it comes to like 50-50 challenges, it it becomes immediately like well, that's a foul or like you know like immediately like. Uh, knee-jerk reaction is like the Galaxy player did something wrong. And then when they look at the replay, they go, okay, yeah, I see that. Where like, you know, I feel like other players um, or other teams don't really get that sort of knee-jerk, like, well, they must be doing something bad. I'm sorry, but I've seen so many games where they do that to other teams all the time. They're always wrong and they always say something. Like, I don't, it's not a, I'm not seeing a big one-sided conspiracy theory of people hating on us more. 
And uh, uh, I'm not going that far. I'm not going no, as far know. as I'm, but that. I'm, I'm but just I'm, saying I'm, that I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm starting to see it now. I'm starting to see the rationale that other people have had um, when it comes to people who criticize. Like like last year, there was a lot of criticism hurled at Kevin Baxter over his coverage of LAFC versus his co- the way he covers the Galaxy and how he always has to insert LAFC into any time he talks about the Galaxy yeah. um, and, compa- and compares them. And people got really, really pissy about that. Yeah. And I really didn't see the issue. And even Lewis, I think, said that you, you, you kind of like uh, – broke it down for me where you said like, dude, how can you not see this? Like, you know, you gave me examples and, um, I, I, I start, I started to see a little bit more now, um, in certain, with certain things. And, uh, and I'm noticing it happen just a little bit more. Are you sure you guys are just not being sensitive because it's your team? Because I mean, they, we should be as, no, because I've never, I've never been as much as possible. (laughs) I mean, I I actually don't like, I don't like getting on journalist case about either an opinion or a piece that they're writing that actually states facts that just happens to be in a negative tone to your team. If it's a fact, it's a fact. It's not going to bother me. I have thick skin when it comes to something like that, so I don't like it. Now, for the record, I don't hate Kevin Baxter. I have noticed that he seems to favor LAFC in the way he talks and the way he represents them. Like, you can put LAFC in a positive light. Hey, they're, they're right now they're the best team in, in in MLS. They're they're sitting at the top of the support shield. They're they're probably on their way to MLS Cup and they're playing well. It doesn't look like anyone can stop them. Those are facts. That's not a knock on the Galaxy. Those are facts. You can also say the Galaxy are reeling. They are in danger of not making the playoffs. Also. A fact, but people will take that to heart as why do you favor LAFC when both of those are actually yeah, that's factually not favoring. correct. Yeah, but it's when you it's but it's not. when you exactly put them up. Point. So the way but, that Kevin Baxter does it sometimes, and I'm not knocking Baxter. I, I you know I I don't like I said I, I I sort of like defended him to a point where last year where where Galaxy fans were really really hating on him and I didn't see the bias and and now i see it a little bit but i still think that it's just like whatever but what i've seen him do and and maybe he's doing this on purpose just to kind of get under people's skin is he'll say like oh lafc is lafc is the the best team in the league they're on the way to the supporter shield blah 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 blah. and then he'll turn around and then follow that up with well the galaxy is also doing you know poorly and he's doing this is like well why was the, the galaxy inserted in part but like if he's only talking about lafc why does he bring up the galaxy but it, th- well, that's not even the, what we're talking well, about right now that's well, not even well, what i want to talk well, like, about well, like, well, that's on. not even you the like the thing that i wanted to bring up <laughs> no i know but hold on it's like i mean but to to not expect an article that mentions the other la team in an article in los angeles sure because, because kevin baxter like kevin baxter i think is a bad example because you're talking about an LA-based reporter yeah, that's like covering both. I don't both, see, I don't see any of that stuff so, wrong, but, bad or wrong or improper. But when you talk about national, uh, but when you talk about national broadcasters like like Lala's, like Twelman, like Stuart Holden, because I've seen it from Stuart Holden too, like you can hold them up to any other team in the league. You can say uh, the Galaxy is in second place in the West and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Vancouver Whitecaps are, you know, blah, 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 you know, whatever Vancouver Whitecaps mm-hmm. thing. And then Vancouver, like, you, why are you comparing them to Vancouver? I don't know. They're just another team in the league. You can compare them to Atlanta or NYCFC or whoever, but they mm-hmm. tend to not do that. They tend to well, pit I, the... The only person... They, I 
the only person I could give an example is Twelman, because I don't know what Lala said this past weekend or whatever. But I mean, what I've been seeing in the past months is Twelman talking about how poorly the Galaxy has been playing with the with with the the quality players that they have, and how LAFC was doing better. Da, 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 and then he talks about other teams, which is league wide. And I don't understand why he can't talk about that and state the facts that the Galaxy has not been playing well. And I'm not saying quality is low. I don't know. I'm not he saying, just, and I'm not saying that he can't talk about it. I'm just saying that it, I tend to find that there's a little bit of extra. I don't see it. Uh, I don't know, animosity, I know what animosity for the Galaxy. Or whatever, but, but I mean, I mean, I could get it. For, I, I mean, I don't know what Lala said, but I can totally get that personality of animosity from Lala's. I mean, the Galaxy was a part of his history. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with people being having opinions that are based off facts. I just think people are sensitive when you're talking bad about their team. I think that's partially true. That's what that's where I was going because I don't I don't feel that way when it's when it comes to reporters. I, I know and I know that's a pet peeve of theirs when they believe I'm not against your team. I'm doing my job and this is what I got to do. But I think one of the things that has come up. I think the reason that David's bringing this up. One of the big things that came up is the way Zlatan is treated as far as the calls that he's getting or the calls that he's not getting. I think that's that seemed to have been the, the hot topic coming or one of the hot topics coming out of the DC United game in which Zlatan was fouled several times in the box. He was pretty much upended twice in the box and there was absolutely no foul called. And a, a lot of people are, you know, they, 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 uh, they tweeted out like, look, how are you going to sit there and tell me that this is not a foul? This is a guy charging in with his elbow, not making a play for the ball, purposely hitting Zlatan in his lower back as he's going up. There was another one where he, where uh, the guy in the back, I want to say it's Burnbaum, pushes him with his elbow in his back, hits his head, and the other defender comes in and pretty much sandwiches him. And no foul was called. He goes down and no foul was called. So a lot of the, the talk was, why is Zlatan not getting these calls? And I think it was Brendan Hannon who tweeted out and I'm not sure if it was him who was kind of following what the conversation was already um, where the conversation was headed or if he started the conversation but he started putting out all these stats about fouls and other players who have committed or have fouls committed against them and he puts out that in the 19 games as Lapan has played there's only been 17 fouls that have been called for him now I find that actually really weird 17 17 he suffered 17 fouls and, and then he starts putting in other random players around the league the first one that he puts is carlos vela since there was a comparison between those two in 23 games carlos he vela has got 71 yep. he uses calls 71 kai kamara in 22 games 37 cj sapong in 25 43 Gerso Fernandez in 17 games, which is the exact same amount as Zlatan, has 38 fouls. And he, he, he kind of just goes on, goes on, goes on. I think somewhere in there, he he even tweeted how like Zlatan gets called for a lot of fouls against him as mm -hmm. well. And he actually brought up that he actually has more fouls than Diego Chara, 
who is known to be <laughs> who's a defensive midfielder who's, who's a defensive be, midfielder who's known to be extremely lot. aggressive and <laughs> i find that extremely bizarre now these are stats that i agree can be what yeah charles he's learned his lesson <laughs> If only um, Nigel De Jong would have would have stayed in this league, he would have learned his lesson too. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, but for me, I I honestly feel that there is somewhat of a case for this. I feel that because the 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 people who are arguing against this, and I'm going to go out and say they're LAFC fans who are saying, "Well, where was the elbow to?" Um, you know, I, I um, forgot who. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, well, where was that foul? And, you know, obviously there's going to be bias there from both of ours. Maybe we're looking at them through certain glasses and maybe they are as well. There's always a give and a take. I mean, there are things that he does that he doesn't get called on. And then there are things that, you know, he does do. I mean, there's always a give and take for all of it. Um, But those stats are pretty surprising. I think, I mean, I think Zlatan put this on himself, to be honest. I mean, if we're talking about refs calling these things out, I mean, I think Zlatan put this on himself by coming in and, pretty much muscling everybody and now the league has learned that they have to actually really you know uh be aggressive with him and uh i don't know what the refs are doing if they're just letting it slide or what but i mean i i, well, I know those are the those are the reasonings for why the players are being that way with him yeah but that, i think that, every chance that's... he gets he's criticizing the refs and like really bad well every chance them. he gets he bathmouths everything he bathmouths the league i mean he's 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 yeah, a wwe true. star <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> that's true. I feel that that's kind of part of the problem where I feel that if you're criticizing the refs and because of that reason, they're not going to give you the call. There's a problem there because it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't right. be that you're biased because, hey, he, he says something mean about me. So fuck him. I'm going to put his no, you shouldn't. his uh, safety on the line. I'm not going to make this call. And the other thing is that, well, if, if, if the opposition has basically figured out that the rest are not going to be calling a foul on Zlatan because maybe the other thing is, hey, this guy is six foot four. This guy is sturdy. He's yep. strong. Yep. He's not going to go down on something like that. Yeah, but Altidore gets those thing. calls. Altidore Al- gets those calls, though. Altidore is a little bitch, dude. Come yeah, on. but Altidore doesn't elbow people in the face just by turning around. I, I just you know, feel like that the... huge and did you see how <laughs> Did you see how Ameriqua was like hunting for... Zlatan to elbow him like yeah, he was trying that. so Actually, hard to get Zlatan to notice him and like Zlatan for the most part pretty much ignored him um and so he started going after uh, Fabio Alvarez I feel that well I mean that, that's a whole another issue <laughs> right there uh, I think uh for me if you can get inside a player's head much respect to him I really wish that more Galaxy players would do that uh, other than just for LAFC. I'm not complaining about that. By all means, stay in there. But I really do feel that more players should be like that, where Zata should be like, hey, I, Zata's a player who wants to get into someone's head. He's always been that player. And for the most part, he's been successful. I think this, you saw it last season. This season, not so much. It, it's a different type of slot on this well, season. It's because but he's in the beginning of the season. No, but that was this year. It was this year. It was the beginning of the season. But now he's well, frustrated maybe, more yeah. with the, now he's frustrated more with the team that it's, he's pulled the focus away from doing that to looking at the team and being frustrated but, uh, and not getting his shit. And, and I understand that. But I also 
what this is where I, I say to the other players, where are the other players going in there and doing the same thing? Going in there and getting like our our defenders. Where's Polenta or Gonzalez or Steris getting into someone's head? Just kind of None knocking of those guys them. Are they, those I, kind of players. Though. I know, and that's what I'm None criticizing. Of them are that, that where where is where is Kitchen? Where he's he was supposed to be the enforcer. Where is this guy who's like I'm in your head? I'm you know like I I need you to know that you come here. I'm gonna crack you. I'll take the yellow. But I want you to know that I'm going to be in your head right now. I want you to be intimidated when you come up. Just something to get that slight mental edge. Because in all honesty, what Americua did, and he's like, I'm in your freaking head, he probably was. And I'm not saying that he is the reason that DC United won. But let's just be honest. I, I do feel that there was some sort of psychological edge where, like, DC is like, hey, you're not beating us right now. In fact, you barely had to come back, and you're in danger of getting that second goal score on you. And lo and behold, that's exactly what happened. But to be honest with you, I don't think the Inamericom was in anybody's head. I think that he was projecting that, that he wanted to be in everybody, in, in, especially in Zlatan's head. Because um, if he you looked, watch him, like marking him on the corners, he looked like a sleepy child, like laying down on his shoulder. No, he looked like and, an instigator that nobody was paying attention to. Exactly, and like he was, he was making the, the a big show out of it. He was, he was like, "Oh, look at me, I'm in your head," and like making Especially the signs on the corner too. kicks. Those were hilarious. Yeah. To me. yeah, and making making signs to to the players and especially to Fabio Alvarez. But I don't think he actually got in anybody's head. No, maybe not but I mean I, I think, but, but I I think he was trying to play like and to me like it just made me hate him more because like it just reminded me of Lenhart right of course and and, and 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 maybe it wasn't that the fact that they were completely in their head but the fact that he was trying the fact that he was out there saying hey this is me trying to do it I would want to see our players go ahead and do that because I know mm-hmm. they're inside LAFC's players head and you can tell that they're trying to get in there. Maybe not in they're that saying, way. <laughs> Maybe not in that way because I'd be kind of annoyed. I'd be like, why are you acting like a clown, dude? But yeah, um, I in, agree. In a different, in a different way for sure. In a different way. In a different way for sure. Um, but you said that you you kind of you kind of you give Ameriqua a pro- I mean uh, props Credit. for their win. No, no, oh, no, no. Okay. I said I don't. For oh, okay. I said I mean, I'm not because honestly, I, I, no. I mean, if I, if 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 I would give anybody credit for us losing, it was Hamid. I mean, he stopped so I mean, okay. many yeah. chances. Bill Hamid okay, had so, a huge game. So yeah, huge should game. we compare? Should, can we compare the goalkeepers? Mm, okay, <laughs> I, I know you're dying for this. So okay, go ahead, David. Well, this, go ahead. This, I think this game is kind of unfair, but go for it, Dave. Yeah, go I, ahead. It, go is ahead. Is it is it unfair? Why is it unfair? Uh, probably. The, sh- the the type of quality of shots on goal that uh, the Galaxy was actually putting on frame and the actual saves that Hamid actually had to ta- make. Um, I, I thought I Hamid I made, think... what, like three very excellent saves. And that's a lot. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they were big, and they were like huge, and they were huge, huge, huge They saves. were super last minute, super, super stretched. Um, obstruction in, in his views. I mean, they were amazing. That's why yeah, I'm saying that like, that's shot? a lot. Oh God, that was an incredible save. No, that's what I'm uh, saying. That was a lot, man. I mean, he's the reason we did not win this game. Right, right. But the reason that we lost this game is probably because of Bingham. Uh, okay. Why, why, why are you saying? Why, why the side? Because he because be- that second – okay, the first goal – Fine, whatever. He should have come out a little bit sooner, but he expected Dan Sarah to get there. Not really much he can do there. The the second goal, 
100% his fault. Okay, so... Which was the second one? Because I think that the was... The one step. that he blocked... To me, that was... The, the one that he pushed directly into the penalty spot okay, that, twice. That one I actually blame Steris on because he left his man very far out to his left and he wasn't tracking him at all. So he started... The first thing he did was try to call for the uh, the offsides instead of actually tracking to stop the stop the play. So for me, that's Steris. Um, yeah, Bingham didn't handle the ball cor- uh, well, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm blaming Steris on that one. Okay, so here's the thing. I get what you're saying. That Bingham allowed from the initial on the second goal, the initial sh- shot, he should have caught it or pushed it out of bounds or pushed it off to the side, anywhere but in front of him. I half agree with you. The more I look at it, I want to say how hard was the shot and was he able to do it? Maybe a better goalkeeper? Okay, sure. But we yeah, never, you we at, never claimed, what, we never, but we never claimed that Bing. Never claimed that Bingham was one of the best in MLS. Sure. None of us ever claimed that. So doesn't have to the, be. Doesn't have to be. Fair enough. But here, so I can give you half credit for that. Do I give 100% credit to Bingham on that second goal? Absolutely not. Because he makes the initial save. What's the rest of the defense doing? Just fucking ball watching. Flat footed. Where's the clearance? Yeah, they're like completely they're watching. They're watching him in. Com- and, yes, I agree. Completely flat footed. But I don't think that any of them expected the ball to go directly to the penalty spot, which is where the players were to. standing. Yeah, where were they? That's they, the they, thing. Yeah. It's not even that they were pushing off to the side, and the players had to scramble because there was another player that would have got it. Okay, okay, get ready again. No, they're sitting there ball watching. They're in like somewhere in the vicinity of the ball where another guy was able to take another shot, and there was no resistance. Bingham once again blocks a shot and that one you could not do anything about that was a point blank shot there is no way that you're catching that ball and guess what no player fucking got to the ball no defender cleared the fucking ball i do not put this on bingham i put this on the back line where the fuck are you clearing the ball bingham right here is saving your ass and you couldn't fucking save his yeah, well, that was Gonzalez turning like turning around and around and not knowing what to do, and then he got in front of Bingham's obstruction, and that's when the goal went in. But it all I'm started blaming, off by Steris. It's the back line. Yes, but, I'm mean, blaming the back line. I'm blaming the transition de- defense. Bingham right here were, was facing shots he probably should not have faced. Now, could he have done better on the initial shot? Okay, maybe. There are going to be people that are arguing, like me, say, you know what, maybe that hard, maybe that shot is a little bit too hard to handle. And I can go either way on that. There's no reason for the, another two shots to be taken. And the fact that Bingham saved yet another one point-blank range and nobody in the defense made it hard on any of those shooters, I got to blame the back line. And the fact that both of these goals are coming from a counterattack, I'm blaming the transition defense. This is not on Bingham. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people who hate Bingham, they need this evidence. They need this uh, look, 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 look. When they're completely ignoring everything that happened before and or during the play, mm-hmm. it I doesn't think... make it doesn't make any sense to me. Re- this particular game was as frustrating as a game. It, they did not look bad. Granted, that when you're playing no, like this and you don't win, either. it looks bad. But the Galaxy put themselves in a position to win, and they were extremely unlucky not to win that game. They dominated the game from start to finish. They held possession for 70% of the time, outshot 
um, DC United almost three to one, but the shots were a little—I don't want to say off—I mean, not just off target, but they weren't good shots. They only put four on frame. Bill Hamid saved three of them. DC yeah. United, on the other hand, put seven on frame to the twelve shots that they had. Galaxy had twenty-nine. Zlatan had. 15 of those shots. So about half 15. the shots went to I, know. I don't even 15, remember all that. <laughs> yep. 15 yeah, I do. Shots. And, the, and the thing is, here, here's, and this is where I criticize Zlatan. Because if the whole point of your offense is to get the ball to Zlatan, because Zlatan will score as long as he has the ball, if you go over 15, I'm looking at you, Zlatan. Yep. Why are those not time. on frame? Why are those not in the back of the net? And, and a lot of them, he had time. He had yep. space. Again, so he was a subpar Zlatan this past but, game. He was, but, very, he was but, sloppy. But it's been too much of subpar Zlatan. Like, we've seen that Zlatan too many times this season. Mm, this was a little different to me. This um, one's a bit No, because team. there's been Zlatan that's even more subpar than this. There's been Zlatan where he, he doesn't even get a shot off on goal, like in San Jose. No, I'm um, saying his quality. I'm not saying what he's getting his shot off or anything. I'm talking about his quality on the ball and what he does and makes his decisions and loses balls on silly challenges where he should be out muscling people, blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, to me, to me, the bigger issue is, uh, was it two or three times he got dispossessed very easily. There was one play where the Galaxy was trying to clear the ball out of the back. He gets the ball. He gives it a little header. He goes to turn. Somebody comes in and... And just walks straight through him and takes the ball from him. And he's just standing there in shock. Like, what? Yeah, what just happened? Like, and I'm like, what? and it led happened? to a goal. Thank- thankfully, the goal was, was offside. Yeah. But that, to me, is a huge, huge problem. Uh, I, I mean, for me, I, I just I, I, it I love, is a problem. I think the, I think the I think the the, the episode name should be uh No, well, I, it's it, a problem. Well, I, it, I think it's pretty uh, when you're watching this game. If you're not saying that, are you really a Galaxy fan? Because <laughs> that was an extremely frustrating game to watch, knowing very well that it wasn't even a you could have won this game. It was straight out you sh- should have won this game. Yeah. You dominated the game. You're playing against a team that is not in good form, missing their best player in Wayne's missing player, our oh, second best player in Costa. Costa. And you had every opportunity to win this game. You should have won this game. You should have gotten three points. Gives you a little moment. Stop the bleeding from your tough road trip. Get three points. Have two games at home try to gain some momentum going into the LAFC game and then going into the very condensed schedule in September. Instead, that happened. Now, don't get me wrong. Games like that are going to happen. And if this happened in April or even May, I would say, all right, you know what? You look good. Ball didn't get in the back of the net. Games like this are going to happen. It happens to the best teams all over the world. No worries. We got time to fix it. We have issues in defense, in transition defense. We have got time to fix it. We don't got time to fix this. This should have been fixed already, and we're running out of time, and we're bleeding points, and we're rapidly dropping in the standings. So the fact that we are approaching mid-August and you're having performances like this, that isn't encouraging. Yeah, That's the problem. That's not encouraging. 
Because if it happens early in the season, it's fixable. But it's been happening all season long. They have been so inconsistent from you can have a game like that, not win, or play in a really ugly game and get lucky to get a win. Sure, it's better to be lucky than good, and there's your, there's your proof right there. But you want to at least say, look, I have the potential to put myself in a position to win every single game. We're not going to win every single game, obviously, but at least put yourself in the position to do it. They haven't done that. They did it this past game. Unfortunately, Spall just would not go in. If this happened in April, it's a totally different story. But it's frustrating in August. It's frustrating when you're dropping in the standings. And everything led up to that, like all the momentum, even Pavon. You had Pavon starting in the in the 11. Oh, this is it. Here we go. We got this. And he had a solid performance. Yeah, I thought he was really good. And yeah. maybe you can take that into consideration, that it's encouraging that going forward, yeah, maybe it starts to gel together. But... I mean, you know, that's, that's what I was going to bring up in your uh, very grim and dark outlook of the future of the galaxy this season. I like to me, go dude. game by game. I like to go. No, just what you painted now, right now. I'm done. I'm, that's what I'm I saying. know. That's yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but what I'm, if I'm going to find a bright spot, it's exactly what you were saying right now. Um, I saw a team that actually performed pretty well together in the last three games. And it was it wasn't spectacular, but it was the basics doing being done right, and that's what I really enjoyed. Um, I, like I, I, again, looking at a bright spot, um, Pavon had a pretty good game. He had a, he was he was solid. Um, he showed he he had he had uh, moments of flair. Um, he showed what he can do, um, and that's to me that's impressive to be. On the first game when he's maybe only had like one or two practices with them. I don't know how many. Yeah. Um, and, to and he wasn't playing at Boca either. So it's not right. like he was he out was, of form. Yeah, he went yeah, 90 he minutes. Form. Yeah, he went 90 minutes. He was at a, yeah, yeah. And to see that work well enough straight off the bat made me feel really good. Because um, we, we haven't had that this in, in, right. uh, with any of the signings that we've been having, um, I mean, uh, other than since Zlatan's debut, debut, and, but and I think and I think he took what one shot. He took one shot, but I mean, he took one shot. Here's and here's what I'm going to bring it down, mm-hmm. down, Bobby, from your positivity. Um, I thought I I agree with okay. you. I thought he had a Only lot of bright spots. There was, there was yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of bright spots from Pavon. I thought he looked really good. He looked like the type of player that's going to provide good, you know, good crosses. He's a smart player. Like I saw how he was taking players on. That was exciting. He was coming back trying to defend. Here's my biggest issue. He was playing slot on ball. He would look up even when he had an opportunity. To maybe make some space and shoot. What was he doing? He was trying to lay it off for Zlatan. Yeah, is that really his fault? Or... On the first game, I wouldn't go too crazy about that. But we talked about this. This is not a strategy that the coaching staff has pretty much dictated. That this is the way we're going to play. Since Scalotto wants to play a four-three-three, and you can tell that he's molding the team into it. You can tell with players like Alvarez yeah. and Pavon and Antuna, who are fast, who are like to get up with the wingbacks, uh, giving Araujo a chance, giving Traore a chance with how he likes to put 
uh, or how he has, likes to use Shelvick. The way that is run, it is this team is being prepped for a 4-3-3 next season. Now, you can't do that with Zlatan. And to make him happy, we talked about this earlier in the season, is if Zlatan has hijacked this team, this is one of the ways that you're doing it. How are you going to tell Zlatan no? It's obviously very easily, right? Squad did it. But how are you going to tell Zlatan no? A lot of people right now, I'm sure, would want to change the strategy or the way this is going, but you wouldn't make Zlatan happy. Now, you were saying, who gives a shit? You're trying to win games. And I agree 100%. I don't think any player should be above the coaching staff or the FO. I agree with that 100%. But the way that this is going, we talked about it. Zlatan, this is the way he has hijacked this team. It goes through him and only him. I think you see a different type of performance from the Galaxy team next season when you start seeing... When Zatan is gone, I'm sure he's not coming back. You get another forward that's going to fit in the system that they're currently molding into. And maybe some of these players actually excel significantly more. Maybe we see Legette a lot better in that particular system. Maybe we see Antuna a lot better in that particular system. We saw how he shined against Mexico, in uh, with Mexico. So maybe... Yeah, but only then. Right, but it is a different system. You're playing a, uh, um, through a different uh, with a different coach. It's a different system. So maybe right now the way... It's being molded where everyone, where everyone is going to Zlatan. You see it in Pavon. So it's obviously someone's telling him, get the ball to Zlatan. I think that changes next season. But for right now, I'm not blaming Pavon for that. I think he's being instructed to do that. Sure, but that's what that that's what's bothering me about it. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Of course. I mean, that's how it is, though, and you know that. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, did we? Have we, we even said the scoreline? We we lost two two. Well, one. we lost two to one. I, I'm sure everybody knows that by now. Um, so, quick question: Who do you think the highest rated player for the Galaxy was on the field? Oh man! Take a guess. Ooh, I, I know, and I know this is tough for Bobby because Bobby said he can't criticize too many people except for Zatan. But who do you think was the highest rated player? I'm gonna go with either Fabio Alvarez or Christian Pavon. All right, Bobby. Motherfucker. See, this is what I hate. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do. I'll probably, I'll probably tie tie it with Alvarez and Pavone, just like David. Okay, it, it's actually Alvarez. It is Alvarez. Um, I, got an eight- and I was gonna mention he. I thought he had a good game. I yeah. I, I thought uh, not the best game he's had in, in a Galaxy uniform. We all know what the best was, game for that one was. I don't was. think he was fantastic. I think he did okay. I wouldn't even call it a good game. I think he was okay. And it he, was got very, an, he got the goal, and that was a really good opportune moment. That was a nice goal, too. Yeah. It was a nice goal. A very nice goal. Um, 8.0 rating. Oh, that's uh, high. That's yeah, very that high. high. Okay. Well, I mean, he got a goal, so I'm sure that, that, that boosted up his, uh, his stats a lot. You score a goal, it's, yeah, it's going to... It's not like but he took 15 shots. No, and that's probably the, know, and that's part the thing that his shot accuracy was probably good. He actually ended up taking three, so um, he uh, he got one goal out of the three shots. So you got 33 percent of his shots going in, which is actually not bad when it comes to soccer. Um, pass success was 79 percent. He completed 48 passes. Uh, two of the shots he did take were on goal. I'm so saying, yeah, I. I um, yeah, so I, I feel that that's probably had a, a big part to do with it. Uh, second was actually uh, Jonah at 
and uh, Pavon mm. and Ibra both at seven. I'm kind of surprised Ibra was at That's seven. That's a big drop off. That is a big drop off. From an eight um, to seven point two. Yeah, it is a big drop off. Um, and, and there you have it. Uh, I feel that yeah, Alvarez had a good game. I think that he also would benefit more in a four three three system. Right now, probably kind of hindered by the Zatan ball, as with other players that we've seen with. But I mean, as, like uh, legit. Just, but just give me, just give me half. You know, just give me thirty minutes where, like, uh, in in the game total where where. The players aren't just looking to Zlatan and, and actually trying to take shots. But you know I mean? let's be fair. Yeah, let's be yeah, fair. Yeah. There were there were we there were twenty nine. Sh- there were twenty. That's one third of a game. You know, he, Zlatan gets an hour worth of trying to get the ball to him and 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 trying to get his goals and and pad his stats. But you know, give me thirty minutes in in total. It doesn't have to be consecutively. It just has okay. to be. You know, it just has to be within the the period of a game yeah, where other players are shooting. Yeah, but that's assuming that we're we're in possession and we're doing really well in the I game. I mean, all we the had seventy percent so, of the ball in this game. Well, this past game, but this is not all the games. So it's like, so that's what I'm saying. Like we have so many issues, even just getting the ball forward. So let's, but let's we'll be fair about now with this new. But let's be addition. fair about this, Dave. In this particular game, when you're talking about, I want to see other people shoot the ball. Well, there were 29 shots taken. Zlatan had 15. So 14 of those shots came from other players. Until so now, literally, so I'll literally half. Half the shots were taken by the rest of the team. So in in this particular game, that argument doesn't really work. It just seems that way. But 14 shots were taken by other players. Now, the fact that they're spread out through the 14 is probably why you feel that Zlatan, it, it was always going to Zlatan. But let's be honest, other players got involved. We, we, we had said that... Um, who, was our, who was our second highest shot taker? In that game, it was probably Alvarez. In this game, I think it was Filter. You said Pavon had okay. Pavon had two. Yeah. Alvarez had three, and Tuna One. had two. Oh, two. Yeah, he had two. Uh, Jonah did not take a shot. Mm-mm. Neither did Perry Kitchen. Uh, Rolf Felcher had a shot. Daniel Steras had two shots. Uh, people had one shot and Polenta had two shots. So actually everyone had around two shots and including everyone in the back line. So also that's, that, that might be a problem. The fact that your back line has uh, two shots on goal, but well, that's eight uh, shots, right? That's eight shots right there. Eight Uh, shots right there out of 14. Your defensive, your defensive midfielders did not get in on the, the shots, but everybody else did. So Fabio had three Atuna, and Pablo both had two so they were actually distributed very equally among the rest of the team among the rest of the team right yeah I, I mean i i want to see zlatan take seven shots you know in a game where we have 29 shot, shots if zlatan takes seven of them then i think i honestly that's, that's so like louis, better, louis that's really put down a, a pretty fair assessment of how everybody was involved and yeah, you're still yeah, yeah. trying to go yeah, yeah. too far dave come on all right <laughs> i honestly don't care if Zlatan takes all the shots, I mean, I care a little bit, but if those shots are going in and we're winning games, we wouldn't yeah. be complaining about it. But they're not. But they're not, and that's the problem. <laughs> but and most of them just, are from him, so... It's not just Zlatan. It's everyone. Like, you need to find the back of the net here, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, like, there was no reason to lose this particular game. You had to win this game. You should have won this Again, game. Hamid. And the stats back it up. They were unlucky, and it's 
not a word that you want to hear in August. It's a word you want to hear early in the season. But it is what it is. David coughing somewhere, dying? No, I think that's Lewis is dying. Uh, that's okay. He 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 made his points and then he and then he died. So we're moving on. Um, so uh, I think we kind of talked about this in in terms of the ratings. Um, man of the match, Bobby. Do you have a man of the match for this game? See, it's hard for me. I mean, I'll go for Alvarez because of the stats to me. Um, and. You know, but I mean, I really felt like, again, everybody was even uh, for me, uh, except for Zlatan with a subpar performance. Um, Yeah, for me, I think it's Alvarez. It's somewhere between Alvarez and Pavon. I thought his debut, uh, you know, he showed really well. I I see a lot of potential in that guy. Um, uh, He surprised me by going 90 minutes. So I think that um, like I actually feel energy from him, you know, on the pitch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it to Alvarez though. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Alvarez. And if, if Lewis, if Lewis is not, is not dead, Lewis, who is your man of the match? Um, oh. no, no, I'm not dead. I came back from the dead. Yay. Just to answer this question though. <laughs> um, David Bingham. I, I'm totally kidding. I just wanted to <laughs> rile David up. Um, <laughs> man of the match. Uh, <laughs> oh, so, so did you? Okay, I got. I got to tell you something about. Uh, go ahead and, and give your man of the match. Um, you know, I I, I, I do want to say it's Alvarez because I, I thought he had a really good game, but I I, I I'm gonna go with the cop out here. I, I want to say it's Pavon. I want to say that. Uh, yeah, it's a total cop out. <laughs> I, I do want to say that with the solid performance, I, I think that you see the potential of what this player can bring. Remember that this is only game number one in a system that, or in a team that he's unfamiliar with. Um, he's being reunited with a coach that basically elevated him to the uh, at the time the top of his career. I think what you saw in this game is encouraging, and I don't. S- think he's shown his full potential well, I, but i do i do see a lot of good things coming from him and i will cop out and i will say five more mm, this isn't man of potential it's man of the match <laughs> and, and for what it's worth the word potential is slowly becoming a trigger word for me thank you very much u.s men's national team uh, well don't worry because <laughs> ernie stewart is well on his way to failing up uh, as he got as he got promoted I, I I don't. Yeah. Um, please move on. Please move yeah, on. Yeah, let's talk moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I want to tell Lewis uh, this thing uh, that he triggered in my head. Um, so I don't know if you saw this, but friend of the show Hugo um, mentioned on on Twitter during the uh, the Galaxy pub crawl that happened on Sunday that there was a section of the bar that got into an argument over Bingham and it got I, I, so, I saw that. Yeah, it got so heated the security thought that like people were gonna fight, but then they realized like, oh no, we're just talking like we just have two camps, the pro Bingham camp and the anti Bingham camp. And Hugo is in the very much in the anti Bingham camp. Um but yeah it's it's weird that like he's so um just divisive, oh, you know? He's, yeah. he's I honestly so. believe, <clears throat> I honestly believe he wouldn't be as divisive if he didn't come from San Jose. 
Uh, I think that there's a little bit of that, but I also think that he has, you know, he right now he's riding a, a hard cold streak, and now is not a good time to ride that cold streak. I think that, um, you know, as I, as I maintain, Bingham is when he's hot, he's hot, and when he's cold, he's really cold. And right now, I think he's riding a really, really cold streak, and is, and you know, that's costing us games. So um, it's not good. I I'm feel not, I'm not all of the blame on Bingham like you think I am, Lewis, but I feel like that's a big piece. If he was a better goalkeeper or if he had a hot streak, he was on a hot streak, I think maybe we don't give up some of the goals that we've given up over the last couple of weeks. Well, if if you if you listen to Balls and Beers, we David has already admitted that he flip-flops when something benefits him. And this is a flip-flop because he was defending Bingham for much of the season. Now – I know opinions can change. I have maintained that Bingham, my opinion on Bingham is that when he's hot, he's hot. And when he's not, he's not. Wow. What a cop out too. (laughs) (laughs) You should just call this show cop out. That's all. That's something that I've said in, in San Jose. He has been, he has been a streaky goalkeeper. That is something I I have maintained. With a horrible back line. We have all maintained that. We've all said Bingham is not the best keeper in MLS, and he's very streaky. If, as you said, when he's on, he can have he can be the best goalkeeper in MLS, or at least it would look like it. When he's off, he looks like he should be traded immediately, and that's exactly what you're seeing. But we talked about how Bingham last year was completely underrated because – he let in a lot of goals, but look at the defense that let him down. Look at all the saves that he made. Look at all the shots that he faced. He is now on pace for doing the exact same thing this season. So why would one thing change from this season to the la- to last when the same problem persists? That his defense is continuing to let him down. And sure, maybe there's some saves that he probably could have done better. I'm not saying that he's not at fault for some of these goals. Definitely. but. The fact that when when some of these goals do go through and you're ready to chop off his head, I have to feel that you were already anti-Bingham. And this is just more evidence to your case, not at all looking the other side of it. Ooh. Ooh. Damn. Oh, what a turnaround. But I agree with Lewis, but yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right, fine. Let's move on. All right, fine. Let's move on. Um, the Galaxy are now sitting in fifth place um, with 37 points. So the question then becomes, and, and again, the theme of the show, we've talked about this for a few weeks. Are they in danger of missing the playoffs? Portland is sitting at 34 points. Dallas is sitting at 36 points. RSL is also sitting at 36 points. So they're all closing in close behind um when we look at the remaining games we have dallas so that's a six point swing right there if we drop that and portland wins all of a sudden we're out of the playoffs yep if uh so portland portland is going to be hosting the majority of the remaining the the remaining schedule so you have to imagine they're going to pick up points they're going to overtake us in the standings um RSL and Houston just fired their coaches for very, very different reasons. So that remains to be seen whether that helps them or that hurts them. Houston is another team where if all of a sudden they pick up a bunch of points, 
they're gonna be they're gonna catch us because they're at thirty points right now. So they seems far off, but it's not very far off. Like all it's gonna take is a few more bad losses or a, a few more drop points from our side and a good results on Houston's side. And then guess who we play on the final day of the season? Houston. Houston. Same as last season. Yes. So we very much could have a repeat of last season. So Dallas, I think, is the only team in that group of of teams that I just mentioned that doesn't really have the potential to go up or down. I think they are where they are. Like, that's who they are, where they're at right now, sitting in, you know, what, uh, sixth place, right? Who, RSL? Uh, Dallas. No, Dallas is in seventh. Oh, yeah, Dallas in seventh place. That's what I meant. So I think think they're going to stay in that bubble spot. I have to agree. I think, I think we even said, if you listen to Balls and Beer, you're, you're, you know that we, we feel that Dallas is just, look, they are a middle-of-the-road team, and that's exactly where they are. Last seed, I think David's right. I think that's pretty much where they're going to stay. I think at most they're going to get into the sixth. And if they do, it's because of the Galaxy. I feel that if the Galaxy, they have two games coming up this week. They got game to, as of this recording, you got tomorrow night against Dallas. You got Saturday against Seattle. Both are Western Conference opponents. Both both are must-win games. Not in the sense that your playoff depend on it after the last uh, uh, after those two games end, but it's pretty damn close right now. If you are the Galaxy, we said it leading up to the LAFC game when Delmi was on. She said, "Galaxy don't make the playoffs." I second that. I said, "You know what? I have to agree." If you look at the schedule and the way they're their way they're playing, it does not look good given what we see right now if the right now your hand is right about to be pushing the panic button if you lose against dallas your your hand is you've pushed that panic button you need to push it real quick if you beat dallas and you can gain momentum and you're probably hoping for I guess it depends on what you're really shooting for. If if you're keeping pace with RSL, they're tied with us in points at 37. We have one more win than they do, which is why we hold the tiebreaker, and we're in fifth and not sixth. So if we were to beat Dallas, if RSL, they play Seattle. They're hosting Seattle. So if RSL were to win that game, if Galaxy were to win that game, we would both go up to 40 points. We would be leapfrogging Seattle. Galaxy beats Seattle. That's another three points that you're putting separation. That's massive. You've got to win these games that are coming up, yeah. especially, especially against the Western Conference opponent, because you need to put some sort of any sort of separation between these opponents. And with the exception of Montreal and I know Vancouver's Western Conference, but I don't think that they're going to be anywhere near the playoff race. They're all Western Conference opponents. You've got to win a majority of bubble opponents. Kansas City is probably not making the playoffs, but it's not a pushover game either. Montreal is probably a win. You're at home. You gotta win that game. You cannot drop that game. RSL, you gotta go on the road. It's a Wednesday game. You gotta win that game. RSL is making the playoffs. Houston, we talked about last game of the season. Depending on what they do the next month and a half with a new coach, if they have a coach's bump, they could very well be in contention. They don't think they're out of it. They're only about five points, four points away from 
the final spot. So they're very much in it. Colorado, you got to win the you got to win every single one of these games and it gets tough in September because there's six games in September. That means you're playing two games a week pretty much from here on out. There's got to be rotation. There's got to be something and we know how the Galaxy and Skeleto struggle with that rotation. So has he learned this lesson? Because he's going to have to do it or you're going to suffer fatigue and you're going to burn yourself out and you're going to drop points. Right. It's an extremely... Well, we're already dropping points. And, and you, well, we're already points. dropping points. And, and you talk about how that Montreal game is probably a win, but those are that's the game that the Galaxy has dropped this year. You know what I mean? Like lower-seeded opponents come at home that's games that Galaxy has dropped, and that's what's put them in the, in this position that they're in right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it really is. Uh, By the way, it really is. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, no, no. You're gonna say, go on with what you were saying. That my my thing was gonna be a, a stupid thing. Well, basically, for me, is the Galaxy for them, especially in the DC game, have really shot themselves in the foot because they there have been games where they could and should have gotten more points than they actually came away with. And again, you add those little points up that we talk about, you may not be in the same position that you are. You're still not playing well, which is a problem. But the Galaxy just love shooting themselves in the foot whenever they can. Yeah. See, there's that sigh again. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's not the disgusting side that you have, but here, here we are. We're not looking. We're not looking optimistic. So we we go. We play Dallas on Wednesday. We play Seattle on Saturday. We've talked about it. These are games you have to win. Um, how do we feel about these games, though? Uh, I I feel that we should listen to balls and beer for that. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <clears throat> Aside from. It has to. It's a must-win game. Both of them. Uh, our predictions are on balls and beers, but these are games that I feel are winnable. They're tough. They're not pushovers. They're very tough, and they're going to give the Galaxy fits if the Galaxy decide to shoot themselves in the foot. I feel that the Galaxy have an advantage over these two teams. I feel that Dallas being that middle-of-the-road team... You can take advantage of that at home, but if a depleted DC United side can pick their spots and be patient and hold, I think Dallas can do the same thing. So Dallas could very well beat us the same way. Seattle, same thing. They're not playing very well. They're not. Yeah, but they have. But they have quality. They have the quality on the field more than as we do. Right. As we do. We have the quality. It's just not coming together. I think that's the problem with Seattle as well. I think they have the quality, but for whatever reason, it's not clicking this season or they kind of tailed off because they they were for a while, but they kind of clicked off. Again, the Galaxy can take advantage of this. Seattle plays two road games. Galaxy don't have to travel. I think, again, this is a slight advantage to the Galaxy but once again, Seattle have the quality and they have the tactics to pinpoint where they want to attack, go after the Galaxy's weakness and exploit it and come away successful. I think these games can go either way. 
But the whole point is that the game could go either way. The Galaxy have a chance to win these games. It's well, not like a, a, a team is coming in here and saying, oh, shit, I hope you get a result. This is a – you could. This isn't a should – you should win. This is a – you could win. And the Galaxy need to take advantage of this. If Lewis was an inanimate object to me right now, he would be sitting in the middle of the road, a sign with arrows pointing in 50 different ways of driving out. (laughs) He basically (laughs) gave you a long-winded example of what I'm about to say. All All this shit is random. All of these people are sitting so, so close in bed with each other. The only way we can get to the playoffs is if the change in that turn happens now and it continues. If we continue in the form that we've been playing in the last several games, we will not be making the playoffs. That's all. For for a minute, Bobby, I thought you were gonna like start spitting some like Illuminati conspiracy theory. Because <laughs> you were like all this all this everybody's in bed together. <laughs> oh, oh, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> Oh no. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> um All so right. I do I do have one last thing that I that I want to mention before we we get out of here. Um on Saturday I got the chance to go to the ACB um like annual barbecue or picnic or whatever they call it. And uh, I get to hang out with a bunch of people at, at uh at the park. They had a taco man. It was pretty cool. I uh, got to meet a, a bunch of really like cool people. Um, shout out to Angel, who um, uh, during their like introduction of what's going on for the rest of the year and what they're planning for next year, he gave us a shout out. He gave um, the Nag Boys a shout out. Um, I got to play soccer with some of those guys. Uh, I got to share a field with Masatelli, who uh, you know I, I gave him a big hug and I told him he's the favorite now. Um, <laughs> uh, for predicting Pavone for calling that, so uh, yeah, playing playing soccer for the first time in God a while. Um, wow, my body does not do what my brain wants it to do anymore. Um, that was rough. <laughs> it was like, okay, cut back. No, wait, why am I on the floor? <laughs> That's not where yeah. you're supposed to go. Yeah, I wanted to go and I had the time to go and I completely forgot about it. I probably wouldn't have been able to go just because um, Ethan actually ended up napping around that time. And you so, bring up with them. I mean, I brought the kids. They ended up playing. You know, it was fine. Well, I mean, your kid's a little bit grown. Mine's one and a half. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's different. how you start him, different. Lewis. Fuck, you don't know yeah. shit. That's true. That's true. I'm sorry. All right. Um, we do have some questions. Oh, we do. Right. We do. Yep. So I want to get to those. So speaking of but, the barbecue, but first, but first, Bobby. But first, oh, but first, Angel. Angel wanted me to give Bobby a special message. What happened? He said, "Fuck you, Bobby. You're not the favorite anymore." <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Who is me? Oh, because I showed up. <laughs> That's the. You know what? That, that's a safer selection, man. I'm too wild. <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be fair, Angel does flip flop on a lot on who's the favorite. Because for a while it was Bobby, and then it was Lewis, and then I heard he was. I I heard he was waiting for me at the at the barbecue. He was waiting for you. He said, "Fuck you, Lewis, too." Ah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's okay. I told him, "Fuck you, Angel." It's still Masa. (laughs) It's all right. Like I said, it's cool to be the villain and the hero, so it's good. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You're the anti hero, the anti hero. <laughs> but not right now. <laughs> you're the Kratos. All right. That's, you, that's who you are. Questions. All right. So let's yeah, let's go ahead and get to the questions. So speaking of the barbecue, uh, at automahia seven 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 says, "Great seeing y'all at the barbecue. Do you think we're focusing too much on attacking talent rather than focusing on fullbacks to complete a consistent back line?" God damn, that's a good question. But no, we need a better <laughs> attacker. Um, I'm gonna say no because the first acquisitions that we got were Polenta and Gonzalez. So we did our part, uh, or the, the the team did their part to actually strengthen that back line. And statistically speaking, they actually did because they're letting in less goals than they did last season. And I'm we're scoring less that. goals. It's not. It really isn't. But the fact that they focused on it, the fact that they're saying, yeah, they look, did. we got in Pipo Gonzalez and we got Diego Polenta here. What else do you want? And we did it under the salary cap. They focused on defense as much as uh, as the attack so i think that they kind of distributed it evenly to to where they thought they would have been successful here i think the problem lies in the transition defense the i'm putting a lot of numbers forward and getting back is a problem and it does leave the back line a little high and dry there so um i still think the back line has its faults and we've stated that earlier in, uh, on the show, but to say that we're not focused on the back line or we haven't brought in reinforcements is, is not entirely true. We have brought yeah. in two quality uh, fullbacks, to, and, and, uh, set, and one that, that can play left back as well, which has helped out a, a lot. Otherwise, you see Shelvick. Man, he more. was he was phenomenal, uh, Polenta uh, against DC. Yes. He had he he was fighting. For balls, he was dispossessing guys that he had no business doing, um, and then still turning and instead of just like dumping the ball forward to nobody, like turned out of it, made intelligent passes. Um, I still maintain that Polenta is probably our best passer uh, on the team. Um, but with go. that said, I, I, like you're you're also uh, forgetting to mention that uh, the fact that we're trying to bring up. A couple of fullbacks, uh, you know, with Araujo yes. and Traore, and yep. and I think with more time, um, we're going to see a more complete team because I don't think it's a it's a matter of cohesiveness. I think it's just a matter of um, getting comfortable within the system. And uh, you know, we're right now we're we're kind of like, for what it's worth, I think that Rolf is okay for an MLS uh, defender. Um, I don't think that Shelvick is any good, but you know, we have Polenta there and I honestly want to see Gonzalez pick it up a little bit more because I think that he's been kind of off in the last few weeks. So I think that once everybody kind of is, is up to speed, I think that our, our defensive, um, needs have already been addressed with those signings. And let's not forget that Steris under Scalotto did a massive turnaround. So you also yeah. got to figure that Steris, uh picked it up a notch this season compared to last. So, uh, again, I, I think we're not just focusing on the attack. I think we have done or they have done what they yeah, could the move, the to try to bolster early. up this defense. The moves were early up in the season. And then we're kind of like putting our pants on. We're going from the bottom up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's move on to the next question. There's a few more. Um, at Big Kicks uh, says winning possession and lose the game. Where is the breakdown? 
giving up 13 goals on the road. Where is the breakdown? Bavon, does his presence restore hope? David, let's start with you. Well, I think, you know, I think, I think you kind of spelled it out. Uh, it, it, it's that transition. Um, that's where the breakdown is. It's, uh, it's committing a lot of guys forward and not understanding um, how to stop uh, when they bypass the midfield, because what I've seen, when I've seen the 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 um, the defense break down, it's because they're being attacked in a particular way. Um, so for DC, it was two quick counters up the middle where uh, people Gonzalez overcommitted on on one of the plays and left Gonzalez kind of, I mean, not Gonzalez, Steris kind of out to dry. Um, to deal with Ariola and then um, just you know not having not having a good recovery um, when we turn the ball over, I think that that's been the, the the breakdown. Yeah, I also believe that when you look at the possession, it doesn't always guarantee a win. In fact, a lot of the games that we have won in the middle of the season have been when we have lost the possession game. I think the important thing is create chances and capitalize on them. Be efficient with the chances that you are creating. It doesn't make a difference if, if you're putting up 30 shots, but none of them go in. And your opponent is taking five, but two of them go in. So you got to be efficient with the shots that you're taking. I think that's probably the most important thing. Um, just uh, possession is nice. It doesn't mean much if you're not doing anything with it. Lastly, the final question is, does Pavon's presence restore hope? I think in the fan base, it does. You saw how Galaxy Twitter was buzzing when he was finally announced. They were excited when you saw him in the starting lineup. I think a lot of people saw what he's capable of doing and what he's going to bring to the team. And I think going forward, I think we were unlucky in DC. I think going forward, we can build on this. And you can see that he is a player. He's going to be here next season that... The way this, and we talked about it, the way this team is being built, it's not just for this season and without a long-term plan. It's it's the planet for the future. And yes, I think that this signing does is restoring hope, uh, not just in the fan base, but in the the, the team itself. Uh, Uncle Dishwasher asks, does the arrival of Pavon help take pressure off the outside backs to get forward and contribute to the offense? Feel like if they didn't have to uh to do so much we could be less vulnerable in the back on counters. Uh, so David you kind of touched on that a little bit. Uh, um I think after this season you're going to see that 433 implemented uh with Slatan gone they cannot run that system with Slatan in there it's not a system that's built for him. He is not fast enough to be running in uh, with that system. I think you'll see a difference um, once that 4-3 is being very much implemented next season, where Pavon is going to be, it looks to be that he's going to be the, the focal point of the offense. And maybe you don't see the outside backs go up as much in the 4-3-3 as you do uh, currently right now. Uh, Bobby, what do you guys think? Bobby, do you think that with in the 4-3-3 next year, assuming that we keep the personnel that, you know, minus Latan, obviously, uh, and and minus some of the the, the bad defenders, um, with Alessandrini back, you think he runs that point in the four three three? With Alessandrini, you think Probably that he's so. you think that he's in the center in the four three three, or you think it no, stays he's, Fabio? He's, 
no, I think he still stays on, stays over to the right uh, with uh, yeah. Sandrini. Um, and then I just think what maybe the next pickup for a striker, because I think we're going for another striker as soon as Latan's out. Yes, um, 100%. So, I mean, it just all depends on that. Antuna needs to muscle up. He needs to be better on the ball. Um, Alvarez, I think him with Pavon and Jonah, they have the same philosophy and language on the field. And it's starting to grow a little bit more, so I'm st- I feel like that's gonna get a lot better soon. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going back to another question really quick because I'm I am always quick, but um, I I personally am happy. <laughs> that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's what she said. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> Different situations, Just, man. Hey, man, you you've been over like that. Hey, I'm gonna man. take it every if time. We got, if we gotta get somewhere <laughs> in 25 minutes, all right, five minutes, real quick. But, you know, different, <laughs> <laughs> different occasions, different time. It's going to take a quick step to get done. <laughs> I mean, if I, got time, if, I got, if I got time to light a candle, this, is, this shit's going to last, all right? So, <laughs> but let me say this, motherfuckers. I want right. to wrap this, to make I wanna wrap to, this show up. All right, all right, all right. For me, I'm not the type of person that gets very excited for every single signing here and there. Um, Pavone, I didn't really. I was very indifferent when it, the rumors were coming out. I was very indifferent when it actually, when the actual, when the actual signing happened. I was, I was happy. I was like, all right, cool. You know, we got a young guy. He, sh- he should have skills. Um, and, but watching him play in the game and seeing how well he fit in it so quickly, and really actually seeing that he's like probably the second or third most intelligent soccer player on the field there. Um, I'm, I'm very optimistic about it and I'm, and I'm pretty optimistic about it even in this season. So yeah. So I, I don't, I don't really get like that with many, many signings, but from what I saw and what he displayed, I, I see, I see a lot of growth in there and then a big takeover next season was Latan's gone. So there you go. All yeah. right. Well, is that the last question? I agree. No, it is not. We got a couple more. Oh my God. Um, uh, Hugo, friend of the show, Hugo asks, when Allison Drini comes back, who is the first off the bench? Efra or Antuna? Ooh. I think it it's depends Efra. on the game. If, yeah. if Antuna is still the favorite, if he continues to be the favorite, it's going to be Efra. But if Efra loses, if Efra gives a little bit of his pounds to Antuna and Antuna turns that into muscle, <laughs> like, then we have two fantastic players. But who knows? Um. <laughs> and Antuna eats some more quesadillas. <laughs> Uh, I, well, I would probably give him a little bit more than just quesadillas, but all right. Uh, no, something to build muscle. I, I think. <laughs> I think it's a yeah. Maybe some some frijoles. Oh man, I'm gonna have a pupusa right after this. You guys just reminded me. <laughs> right. Oh, that sounds good. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have Dom, Dom pupusas. I have one cheese left <laughs> in the fridge. That's, that, it's, it's, you're going. You're going home tonight, pupusa. You, you gotta. <laughs> Oh, you, you got to try uh, at some point. You got to try Dom's mom's pupusas. Oh, my yeah, God. Uh, oh, really? They're, they're amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. In order, to, uh, in order for us to try it, dude. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, so okay. Yeah, right. I'll, let you, I'll let you know when she, she cooks them again. Um, anyway, I, I personally believe it's Antuna. I think that his energy can, uh, much like Emma, spark uh you know some offense in some tired legs uh can run at defenses if he can get that you know we said it with Boateng but if Antuna can get that cross on 
point, if he can make the correct decision, he can do some real damage coming off the bench. Uh, this is, of course, assuming that Alistair Gina comes back and starts. I don't think he starts off right away. I do feel that Antuna would be the first one off the bench, uh, to the bench, and I feel that he would be the first one to come on. I also feel that there is, depending on the circumstances, but I feel that Antuna being the faster guy, the guy that we've seen go all over the field, cover a lot of space, I think would be him. Hugo, you know you you know what the answer is. The first guy off the bench is Dave Romney. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Next question. All right, and finally, and finally, V uh, uh, Mark Via asks. I have a colleague that eats his morning cereal while taking his morning poo. I almost threw up when he told me that. That's weird, right? Very weird, Mark. Very very weird. <laughs> and that is it. No, oh, wait, what kind that. of cereal is it, though? Oh, do we have to answer mm. that, though? <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, is it like uh, Lucky Charms? Is it Cheerios? Look, it's, 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 Does it go right through you? Is it brand? Look, it's gross. It's gross either way, but <laughs> if the milk is cold, it's better than it's warm. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, Last questions, right? That's it. That's it. All right, guys. No, that's it. That's oh, it. Good. We're done. Actually, We're good. Actually, uh, oh my god. Uh, Mark Villa has one more question: Squatty potty or not? Squatty party? Squatty potty. You know the little thing that you like squat on on the toilet. Uh huh. For me, I'm squatty. That, I'm team squatty potty. Isn't that just called a toilet? Wait, what? <laughs> no, no, no. You haven't seen those little like things that you? That it, it's it's like a little foot stool for oh. your. So you put it on your toilet, you put it on another, put it around the bottom, and you, yeah. it lifts your knees up higher so that you get more throughput. This is getting really, really weird. Oh, that thing? <laughs> Thank you, Mark. No, man. I just, you know, I mean, do you need, do, are they saying you buy the thing or you do it yourself? I'm saying, do you, are, are you for it or against it? I mean, I have no political affiliation on either side, so I'm good with it. <laughs> If it helps, do you do it, bro? I think we should have saved that question for when the galaxy play like complete shit. Oh my god. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. This is episode 169. <laughs> Saying goodbye, David Lewis. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. And this is Bobby. Thank you for listening to LA Is Our House. Make sure you check out our website, laisourhouse.com, where you can find all our social sites. Also, listen in to Balls In Beers, our weekly MLS prediction show, where you can find on iTunes and Spotify. Hit that subscribe button.